Get the house you want with the payment you want at buywithconrad.com. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. The first step to buying a house is buywithconrad.com. We are broadcasting from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Hello and welcome to ARN. This is Paul Bromwell, and today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, one half of the best tag team of the television era, a man who is the right hand, or in his case, the left hand of the nature boy, Ric Flair. He's the enforcer. He's double A. He's ARN Anderson. ARN, how are you today, my friend? Doing fantastic. Yourself? I'm doing good, man. Listen, full disclosure out there, Arn and I recorded this episode five days ago before we are in here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, uh, you know, as you're listening to this, the home of StarCast 5. Today, Arn, as this drops on the main feed, it's July 30th. It's the last ride of the Four Horsemen, the once-in-a-lifetime meet-and-greet in the morning and then the stage show in the afternoon with all six of you together. Tomorrow night would be the uh, last match of the story career of Ric Flair. It gives me goosebumps just thinking of it all. And uh, Arn, I just want to get your thoughts as this is all going down this weekend as this episode drops, man. Well, and I'm going to have, a, for those that can't get there today, I'll be in the morning, have a meet and greet as well. So I want to get as many folks as I can and just say thank you. So just making you aware of that. Um, I'm going to be out there as much as I can. It's a huge weekend. The ramifications, uh, you know, across the board are limitless. So I uh, look forward to this being a special day, something out of the ordinary. And once again, thanks for everybody that's going to be turning out. Thanks for everybody that has worked on this thing, yourself included, Paul, to make it something special for the fans. Guys, listening, if you're at home and you're listening to this or out around, you didn't make it to Nashville, you can go to starcastwitharn.com and you'll be able to pick a package so that you can watch it all on Fight TV uh, so that you can watch everything and keep track. You can watch Arn and all the four horsemen on stage. You can watch Ric Flair's last match. So it is not too late for you to take part in this event, even from your living room, from your couch, which, man, I'm telling you, Conrad's thought of it all, buddy. You bet. So there you go. Well, listen, let's jump into what we're here to talk about. And uh, last week, we spoke all about May 1989, Arn. One loose end, and this is a fun one, that I want to tie up is the arrival of your old boss, the booker, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty, uh, a little bit of background for everybody, was fired from WCW in December of 88 after violating a blood ban put in place by Turner during an angle with the Road Warriors in early December. So the first WWF vignette aired in May of 89, announcing the arrival of the 285 pounds of blue-eyed soul that captivated a nation, daddy. Arn, we have the way that we that he entered. You like that? You, you not not bad. <laughs> that's, t- that's two. That's now, two people? Macho, the dream, that's, that's pretty good. Oh, man, I'm wound up. But, man, this is good stuff. This is classic stuff, and we are going to have some fun. Because they did a lot of vignettes with Dusty back in the day, and Bruce Pritchard was tasked, our buddy Bruce, with producing the vignettes. And anytime Vince wanted to introduce a major character back then in the golden era of wrestling, this was the manner they did that. Think about the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, and all those classic vignettes. Then you had Mr. Perfect, and now it's the American Dream. And Arn, we have a full compilation of these vignettes. And uh, I think we should watch them together, and I can pause them as we go, and we can poke a little fun at them, if you will. 
Well, and I'll try to give you a little inside Skippy insight to what's, what we're seeing and what the intentions were. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to this. So here we go here on the orange show, a little dusty roads, WWF style. Here we go. I'm the pizza man, I can do when you can, cause I'm the ever-loving American pizza man. Yeah, I love this job, I'm telling you that, brother. Woo, let's see what we got, this the house, yeah it is, wow. All right, pizza, pizza, pizza. I'm the pizza man, oh yeah, let me see here. Let me see now, we got that, uh, woo, that sardine pizza. That's that old uh, Mountain Oscar pizza. And then, oh, my favorite pizza of all, Pig Feet Pizza with a little bit of snout on the side. Woo! I'm the pizza man. I'm the pizza man. Yeah, ding dong. Americana pizza. Boy, look at this. Woo, hi, Ooh, pretty lady. Americana pizza, pizza for you. Yes, I ma'am. I have my sardine pizza. I got your sardine. Mm, I got it right there. Mountain Grown oyster pizza. Your Mountain Grown oyster pizza. But I got something for you. I can tell you out of this. Pig feet pizza. Oh, yes. A little extra snout on the yes. side. Woohoo. There favorite. you go, darling. Why don't you try some? It's my favorite. Can try. I try You'll some? I love it. Oh, You'll oh, love it. right. Yeah. Ooh. Two pieces. Ooh. That's good for your tummy, yeah. and it's yummy, yummy, yummy. Hey, aren't you? Okay, so that's the first one the pizza man. Oh, now that's, that, that's the very first thing that we see about Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. That's exactly right. Him shoving pizza and talking about pig snout pizza. Did you recognize the lady at all in the vignettes? Did she Mm-mm. stick out to you at all? Okay. I was just curious if you recognize any of these extras. Well, in, in those there. days, they usually used actresses and stuff. You know, okay. I, all right. You know, I, I just, that's one of those things that, that I can already tell. Yes. If I've followed the career of Dusty Rhodes and him being John Wayne of the wrestling industry for all those years, that's the best you got for the first time you see him? Yep, white T-shirt just says pizza on it, but uh, I, I, immediately we're into the food. Here we go. Let's go to Vignette 2. We'll watch this. I'll pause it, and we can react to that one. Let's check it out. Taco, my special D of the house. My tacos are ready and primed. Hey, what's happening, brother? Welcome to American Taco Shop. We got tacos. We got enchiladas. We got pina coladas. We got the best food on the block. What can I do for you? Uh, I'll try an enchilada. Whoo! What was that? Demo and enchilada. Demo, a wine enchilada. I got it for you. Quick as a flash. Whoo! One enchilada coming up. Ten of that. If that ain't good, that is good. Ooh, matter of fact, I got something else for you while you're eating that. I got the famous American taco shop taco right there. And it's about that time. I'm, it's okay if I eat with you. I got something for myself. Ooh, look at this burrito. Americana taco shop. You eat one of these burritos and it'll make you hop, hop, hop. Say, man, aren't you? How you doing? All right, there we go. The taco shop with the American dream. Arn, your face says it all, man. <laughs> I can see where this is going. <laughs> yes, you can. All right, so there we go. This is the, this is the taco shop. Oh. Dude, it's just crazy because all I knew of Dusty was Steel Cage and the charisma. Now, he's doing a good job. He's doing the part. He's embracing it. He's got that charisma. But, man, I remember Crockett days, and this is what we're getting for WWF Dusty. Here we go. Let's check it out. What can I do for you? I'd like $5 of Super Unleaded. You would? I bet you would. Hold on. Okay, I got to pause it right there. $5 of Super Unleaded. Buddy, that would get you maybe a gallon of gas today. I just thought that was funny right from yeah. the get-go. Ironic the times. Isn't it something? All right, let's keep going. Hold on just a minute there. How you doing today? Just fine. You yes. sure are. Pretty thing. You got a fine-looking automobile. I love fine-looking automobiles. $5 worth of gas coming up. 
Somehow See, I thought you were huh? partial to a pretty thing. All right, partial to a pretty thing. Let me get that window for you. I'm going to check that all to. for you now. You don't have to. I'm sure No, no, mine. you need your all checked. <laughs> I'm telling you now, I'm going to check it. Okay, it's pop. You can trust your car to the man that wears the star. Yes, ma'am. Woo, this is hot. Oh, yeah, this is hot. Yeah, have you ever How seen a dipstick, it? baby? Yeah. Look at here. Nice and clean. I'm going to put it back in there, and I bet you it's all the way full, because I know you're the kind of woman that takes care of your automobile. Yes, ma'am. Well, I think I'll have you Ooh. taking care of it from now on. Full to the top. I mean, it won't take another bit of all. Five dollars to five dollars worth of gas. Now, man, I don't want to drop one right here. Woo! Oh, just hit it. Don't just hit it. I'm on a tight budget this week. I'm on a budget myself. We'll get that window for you, too. Oh, you don't have to. You're awfully friendly. I am friendly. I am friendly to man, women, and beasts. There's nothing like Americana gas. Everybody needs gas. Everybody needs fuel. Yes, ma'am. Well, you sure make Woo. pleasure stopping in here and getting fuel. Oh, yeah. I've been doing this most of my natural bond life. <laughs> you meet pretty ladies like this, too. Oh, do you? Yes, ma'am. Friends oh. benefit. Oh. Yeah, you got a little something on your window here. Look like them love bugs from down there south somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I had to get it off. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. That's a, whoo, that's a piece of work. Yeah, baby, I got one more thing to say. Your gas tank is full. Your dipstick is in. Your window's washed. Y'all come back and see me again. Hey, aren't you? All right. Number three is in the can. Now he had gas written all over his belly. So the gas station attendant. Are you getting excited to see the American dream wrestle on your television set, Arn? I'm feeling this pain. So have you ever seen all these before? And no. It's in, no, this is no. good. You know, okay. in, the, in those days, we were traveling so much, you never got a chance to watch the show. Yeah. Nor were you inclined to. What yeah. last thing you want to do is watch more wrestling and we would always be traveling in some form or fashion, either sleeping or on a plane or at the gym or somewhere. We were never where we could just sit down and watch the show. All right. No. So this is cool then. This yeah. is the first time you've ever seen these. All right. Let's take a look at the next one. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Boy, this is fine and pretty little neighborhood here. Picking up Americana trash right here, huh? We're getting ready to get some. Whoa, stop this thing. Yes, sir. Yeah, look like to me. Oh, look at here. Business is picking up. Business is picking up. I mean, part and what not. Bottom line is, we got to keep America beautiful. You know that, her. We got to keep America beautiful. You know, if you litter and you see it on the street, pick it up. That's what it's all about. We all got to pitch in. I'm going to show you my patented trash man, Americana hook shot. Ready, Herbie? All right, all right that is, baby boys, yeah. Oh, yeah, business is really picking up, I'm telling you. Yes, sir, I'm telling you, how's your wife doing, all right? Yeah, she's a fine-looking woman, fine-looking woman. Let's get this started right here. Remember that famous saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Hey, ain't you? Beautiful day in the neighborhood. All right, so he's delivered pizza. He's uh, served at a Mexican restaurant. He's pumped gas. Now he's doing the trash. He's everything the American common man is. And this is where the whole persona, how they built the whole thing up, man. We'll keep going. Let's keep checking these out. There's a few more. Neighborhood, beautiful day in the neighborhood. Woo. Have no fear, the son of plumbers. What's going on, baby? What can I do for you? Thank God you're here. I'm here to check your plumbing. You know that. Now, let me ask you a couple questions. Is the ding a dinging? No, the dinger's not dinging. Is the ringer ringing? And the ringer's not ringing. Is that water like, I, I'm trying to think now, is it like real crystal clear? You know what I'm talking about, Mama? No. It's not? No. Who? Is it brown? It's bad. Dark, dark brown. You talking about chocolate brown? Come I got just a thing. We got to fix this, Mama. Woo-wee. Ooh, wow. We got a mess here. Look at this barbecue. Ooh, I wonder what that is. I can't see what that is down there. Whoa. Ooh, that's worse than I thought, Mama. Listen, you don't want to see this thing. Now, I got to do a potty 
bypass. If you ain't seen one of these, you don't want to be looking. You're too pretty to be seen that. You step outside, I'm going to take care of business. Hey, leave the good doctor with his tools. You know what I'm talking about? I'm going to take care of this thing. Ooh, that's hard, too. But I got to get into it. Business time. Ooh, yeah. Oh, baby. Whoa, bloody. Honey, open door. Open door. I got something for you. Woo-wee. Oh, yeah. Look at it. What, what I do? What I do? Let me get this out show you. What I do? I did the first ever triple potty bypass. I mean, 43 pounds. Look at it. Look at it. Woo-wee. It is beautiful. Don't want to break it, baby. Don't want to break it. Woo, I got some unfinished business to do. Matter of fact, a little cosmetic surgery. Ooh, wee. She gonna be proud of this. Hey, darling, mama, come in here. I wanna show you something now. Look at this. Ooh, oh, oh. Hey, your pride and joy is ready. Take a look here. Hey, no more tidy bowl. You know what I mean? No more janitor in a drum. No more Drano, if you will. I mean, this here is ready for better home than God and take a picture of this. Ooh, let me ask you, is it ringing? Is it dinging? All right, test time, test time. I like you. Put your finger on that thing and listen to this music. You in business now, and I'm on the cover of Plumbers Weekly. Yeah, woo! Hey, aren't you? One more, Arn, and then we're. I'm getting your thoughts on all this. Here we go. Yeah. All right. I may be hanging from the ceiling when you get back. We don't sell no soda pops, but if you're looking for good beef, this is the place to stop. Ernest, come on over here. We're going to take you in the treasure chest of beef right here and show you what it's all about here at Matacana. Come on in here now, Ernest. Oh, man, and look at that nice piece of veal hanging up there. Ernest, tell him folk about this veal right here. Nice. Oh, leg of veal. Divide, leg of veal. And what is this two-legged creature right here? We know what that is. Nice leg of lamb. Leg of lamb. I love leg of lamb. What we got right here, them old rump roasts and everything. It's a nice rump roast. Ooh, and we know what this is right That's here. The bologna. This is bologna, and we are full of it today. Yeah, come on over here. We're going to make some Americana right here, ground up beef. Look here. Stick it right in there. Get that thing working down in there. Now look down on the other end here, and you will see some of the finest Americana ground beef in the country right there. Ooh-wee. That looks so good. Let me tell you something now. I'm going to tell you one time. You cannot beat my prices. Hmm. But you sure can't beat my meal. Hey, aren't you? Okay, so here we go. I have, I have, I have to set this up, Arm, because listen, prior to his run in WWF, you know this. He worked the territories. He sold out arena after arena, whether it was Billy Graham in the WWF, the Nature Boy and Jim Crockett. He was a proven draw, a commodity. I mean, you talk about he booked Jim Crockett for six years uninterrupted. Starcade 83, Flair for the Gold, The Horseman, The War Games. You got Nikita, Magnum, Luger. The list goes on and on. The charisma, the promos are legendary. And as you said before, Vince was assembling an all-star team. But in typical Vince fashion, come on, man. What do you, what do you think of all this? I want your thoughts. It's pretty obvious, isn't it? Knowing what you know about the business now. What were your th- what would your thoughts be? What what would, did you find that entertaining? Did that enhance Dusty? Did that make that character bigger than life? Did it make him something special coming in? To me, it made him goofy. It took away all that time that we just spent watching that. Took away from time, not only from him but from other wrestlers that could have been on TV that we could have been watching. I don't know. Yeah. I just thought it was just. Well, it's, it is exactly what you thought it is, seeing it in your eyes today. When you, when you saw it for the first time back then as a fan. Now, you know, vignettes, when Vince wanted to do them and they were creative and he had the goal in mind to make you a superstar because you were going to add to the revenue of his company because you were going to get over because a star was coming in, three, four, six, six weeks of vignettes, whatever it was, they were bringing in a big star, and that's what those were intended for. Now, did that make a big star out of Dusty? No. The creating was rotten. The lighting, the writing, 
The verbiage was rotten. Yes. You know, it would have been different if it would have really been slick, funny, something that enhanced, number one, Dusty, something that enhanced the company, something that enhanced the business, and in some off-the-wall way made it entertaining, would have been different. This was meant, we were in a war, Jim Crockett with uh, WWF, General Patton finally had to surrender. They had him. What, what were you going to do with him now? And what they chose to do was just crucify him. That's, that's humiliate him. Yeah. Humiliate him. It was going to be a sacrificial lamb because he was at the helm during this war that, that was going on, the first war. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was successful. And, uh, I just look at that and, and like I said, had the creative have been sharp and witty and using all the tools that they had, that have been one thing that was just an amateur ish, uh, just, it was just, I don't even know the right word to look for it. It was to, or say for it. It was just. I don't know. Yeah, it was a little bit of almost kind of a, a little bit of a mockery. I, I look at it this way: Cody has the t the tattoo, Dream, not Common Man, Dream, and that's who he was to all of us. We still celebrate him, his work. Listen, we we're honored to celebrate the Dusty Rhodes Foundation as part of Starcast Five this weekend, and that's the guy that we're always going to remember for our lifetime. But man, he did take his ball and he ran with it, and he made the best out of what he was handed. And uh, used all the charisma. I mean, he did in, in what he did. And, uh, man, long live Dusty Rhodes for sure, buddy. Well, and in those days, let me just say this. He did. He did the best he could do with rotten uh, uh, material. Yeah. And in those days, they had a script. And I'm sure he had to go by it pretty closely. That's right. So well, it Arn wasn't, wasn't like he had the option to make it better. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, like you said, everybody, you know, look at, uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, there were other guys getting a lot worse, you know. Uh, we talked about the Red Rooster and all that kind of stuff, man. This was those times where there was a guy who was brought in. They named him T.L. Hopper, for God's sake. So uh, that's just kind of some of the air and what was going on back then. Arn, there's one thing that I guarantee that will help our listeners go from just being the common man and have all the ladies proclaiming, you are the American dream, daddy. And that, my friends, is Blue Chew. That's right. BlueChew.com is giving guys confidence all over the world. Arn and I have talked about it every week on the show, and it's because it's true. They're an online prescription service. There's no doctor's visits, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. No embarrassment there. The process is simple. So go to BlueChew.com right now. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And it's time for action, my friends. The best part, it's all done online. And if you don't like swallowing pills, that's no problem at all. Blue Chew tablets are chewable. There are all kinds of reasons guys aren't able to perform. Arn and I have talked about it on this show multiple times. It could be age, medical condition. It just could be stress and anxiety. That's all right. Blue Chew is going to help you out and support you in ways you can't even imagine. So check it out. The chewables from bluechew.com can make sure you're able to perform at your best every time you get the opportunity. And we have a special deal for our listeners. That's right. You can try Blue Chew free when using our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Code ARN to receive your first month free. Go to BlueChew.com for more details and safety info. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. But I want to get to why we're here this month, this week, and we're talking about the month of June 89, and I want to talk about the Brain Busters and the work you guys were putting in but uh, uh, with the Bushwhackers at all the house shows on the loop. Uh, so we're going to jump into it, Arn. The month of 89 begins in Bakersfield, California. You guys are in front of a sold-out crowd. You and Tully worked second against the top from the Bushwhackers uh, with the Bushwhackers. The main event on the card featured the Ultimate Warrior and Rick Rude, the next day, you guys wrestled the Bushwhackers in Colorado Springs, once again, second from the top. Of note, June 2nd was also the opening day for No Holds Barred, because we make movies here, pal. I think we just saw like five or six of them all squished together. And then on June 3rd, an enhancement match airs on Superstars. During the match, we get an inset interview from the Bushwhackers. Arn, let's take a look at this one. We, uh, we have the clip. Enjoying success thus far has been the Brain Busters and Bobby the Brain Heenan hopeful of taking them to the championship, Justin. Yeah, but getting back to the film, aren't you going to agree with me? Of course. Did you know why, don't you? Yeah, I think I know why you're Because I'm in it. That's why. That's what I thought. Although, somehow, I must say that your record is most enviable thus far, as far as Hollywood is concerned, Jesse. You've been very fortunate. To have other stars. No, it's carry the weight. You it's know, called like, talent, McMahon. You know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, he had something to do with your success. You know, now you're riding on the coattails of Hulk Hogan. You know, ah. Stuff like that. You know, ah. pretty cute the way you align yourself with these mega stars like that. And then, then you try and take the credit. I'll probably be up for Academy Award. Look at the Busters going to work here. Typical Brain Buster style. Bobby the Brain hit it. Range behind LeBron of Tully Blanchard now tagging in Arn Anderson. These men are always moving, always thinking of this. Well, to me, they're tag team personified. They're like precision machinery in there. They know where each man's at in the ring, and they understand the thinking of their partner, which is very, very important. Yes, but when you think about a thinking tag team combination, I, I really don't think of uh, the brain busters. What comes to mind to me as far as a thinking tag team is concerned, would be the following. Hello, guys, you're standing by. interesting matchup because of who dictates the match. The Bushwhackers, of course, would try to make it a brawl. The Brain Busters, if they stuck to wrestling, would tie the Bushwhackers in a knot because I think they're much more accomplished wrestlers. Big smile on the face of the Weasel, or rather Bobby the Brain Heater. And there you can see right there, the Brain Busters also can rough it up if they want to. Yes, they can. Arn Anderson and Tony Blanchard. The tag team combination of Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh-oh. This could spell trouble here. What is going on, Jesse? I don't think I've seen that one before. I'll tell you, every time you see the Brain Busters, chances are you're going to see something you've never seen before. And if they hook this, it's over. Double A, before I get into my stuff, any initial reactions after watching that one? Uh, Colorado, that was in Colorado Springs, right? Yes. Little side note 
<clears throat> yeah, I mean, you wouldn't notice it in a match like that. Uh, we wrestled the Rockers there before. That is at the highest elevation of any building we went to ever. And I'm telling you, buddy, there was no air. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever encountered in the ring. And I, I asked the other guys, too. It's like all of a sudden you felt like, God, I am hung over as shit and got the flu and something else. And it just hits you. And what you don't realize is there's no air. Yeah. It's at such a high elevation. It's, I mean, you can't get a breath. And if you can't get a breath, if you're really out there turning it on, like some of the, the nights we wrestled there, it's, it's mind boggling because you don't know what's the matter with you. You were fine, you know, and I would even feel it like warming up backstage. I'd always take 20, 30 minutes and get a good sweat going for a match. You know, at least get really good and stretched out. And I'm going, what's the matter with me? I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And and it's like not common knowledge, I guess, if you live there and train there. That's why the Olympic team trains there. You're just getting better shape than everybody else, I guess, is the answer. Yeah, and it's like, how do you even prepare for something like that? It's almost impossible to prepare for, like, and like, like unless you said you actually train there or something. Yeah, if you're an outsider and you're coming in from different areas of the country and it's, you know, normal elevation, and then you run into that, it's one of those deals like, God Almighty. Yeah, yeah, there you just, go. Just an FYI, anybody that's been there and, you know, if you go hiking or, you know, I'd imagine if you're anything playing, you know, in a fr- with a Frisbee in the backyard or you name it, anything athletically that you have to do at that level, sea level, tough. Yeah. Couple things I uh, I noticed there, Jesse. First of all, money is heel color commentator as always. What did you think their combined IQ is, McMahon? And uh, he was absolutely tremendous. The Weasel Chance, they were there early and they were loud. And then uh, I've heard you speak Bushwhacker. Can you tell our audience what the hell those two just said? I have no idea. <laughs> I never tried to figure out what they were going to say. Maybe the thin air was getting to them too. Uh, I don't know, but my God. Thin air, thin air followed them around the world then, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's money. I love it. Well, listen, you guys finally made it out of Colorado Springs. You got your, your uh, air back in your lungs. And later that day, you're in Gary, Indiana. You guys would wrestle the Bushwhackers in the semi-main event of the evening at the Genesis Convention Center. And then the following day, uh, the fans in Marion, Marion, Indiana were treated to the same match. Two days later, WWF taped multiple weeks of television in Madison, Wisconsin at the Dane County Coliseum. You and Tully wrestled Jim Evans and Jim Powers, an enhancement match that would air on June 24th. So, Jimmy Powers, what are your thoughts, any memories of working with him at all? Good talent. Yeah. Handsome guy, good good physique. Um, this was prior to, I think, putting him with Roma. Correct? That's right. So, you know, you knew that guy was going to, you know, he was going to have a career in the business. He wasn't missing anything. The only thing I didn't get to hear him do is promos. I don't remember ever hearing him do a promo. So, and that would have been something that would have been uh, missing and jumping off the page. If you never got to talk, they were never going to do much with you. That it's kind of a, just a sidebar accepted fact. Yeah, he had the look for sure, and uh, him and Paul Roman, I think that would be the time when he was grouped with them. They were uh, the Young Stallions, and uh, they wrestled. he wrestled in the Federation from 87 to 89. But, yeah, to your point, uh, definitely don't remember the last time I can recall a great Jim Powers interview. Arn, I want to pause right here to share with our listeners something you can count on no, it's not wrestling creative. I mean, who books the brain busters to lose as much as they did to the bushwhackers anyway? I'm here to tell you about something reliable, dependable, something that you can count on. And that, my friends, is Car Shield. They are here for our listeners, always ready to make the save. Car Shield makes it easy and affordable to protect my car from expensive repairs. And that's just for starters. CarShield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S. and offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. The plan covers more than ever before. Whether your car has 5,000 or 150,000 miles, they're there for you. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic and CarShield's administrators handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or headaches you're taken care of. 
Same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Plans through CarShield also include coast-to-coast roadside assistance. How cool is that? Their CarShield administrators are there for you with rental car options as well and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. My goodness, what an amazing deal. Get coverage today and you'll lock in your price right now and it will never go up. That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs for your vehicle. So CarShield will protect your wallet from expensive car repairs, just like they've done for me. Go to carshield.com slash ARN, that's the key, and start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash ARN. A deductible may apply. Well, you guys would move on. The next day you're in Rockford, Illinois. WWF recorded even more television. Uh, 7,348 fans at the Metro Center watched the matches that day. Unfortunately, your match that would air on July 9th was toward the bottom of the schedule that day. But you and Tully picked up the win over Sonny Rogers and Red Tyler in just under four minutes following the spike pile driver. And following the two days of TV, it was back to the house show loop. You're in Decatur, Illinois at the Civic Center. A sold-out crowd of 2,500 fans watched you and Telly take on the Bushwhackers. As far as the card, though, you and Telly were still working the Ultimate Warrior card. But you slid down to the third uh, from the top with the addition of Dusty Rhodes taking on Ted DiBiase. So right away, Dusty was working with one of the top heels of the company. And if you think about it, the story made sense, Arn, because you got the common man versus the million-dollar man. Yeah, the story was was fine. It would have been nice to see the build be proper. You know, if the if the however many weeks of vignettes Dusty had, if they would have been what the company was capable of putting out there and made a star out of him, you know, they it was just a common thing. When you went to the WWF, they treated like they treated you like you had never been in the business a day in your life. That you were a brand new guy coming aboard. Yeah. They didn't acknowledge you know, past experience at all accomplishments, past experience that you were top guy in this territory or that territory. When you walked in the WWF day one, you were told that you were brand new reborn for some guys, you know, that hadn't been used properly and were going to get a push. That was great. But if you had been used properly and it was, you know, they had the opportunity to squash you if they wanted and they made no pro, you know, issue about it. If you would have went and said, I guarantee you, if Dusty would have went and said, hey, Vince, Jesus Christ, this ain't doing very much for me, then they would have put their you know foot on the pedal and made it even worse. Yeah, that's the problem. If you, you know, say no, you risk, okay, fine. You're not third from the top or second from the top of the card. You can go be at the bottom of the card then, pal. Yeah, you never, ever said anything negative about creative, whether it was promo time, it was like, you know, when we first got there, we weren't allowed to say but one line, and that line was scripted, and it was to test you. And that, this running around the world with, uh, you know, putting the bushwhackers over, to, I mean, I'm not an egomaniac. I mean, you know, I'd be happy to put anybody over under the pro, you know proper circumstances. Uh, but uh, this was just a test to see if we had an issue with it because – they knew where they were going with us, and if we're going to wrestle demolition, in my mind, and probably your mind, you tell me, Paul, you would get us as hot as you possibly could. You wouldn't have us getting beat oh, by the bushwhackers all around the world. No disrespect to them. No, 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 absolutely. I want you guys as strong as you can possibly be so that when you take on demolition, everybody wants to buy the pay-per-view or check it out because you have a red-hot team versus the world champions. The build's there. So yeah, it just no- makes sense. Well, yeah, not that, and the, probably after that run, if you would have announced, okay, Brainbusters and uh, Bushwhackers, you would have probably, or, or Demolition, you would have probably went, well, unless, unless they really pull something out of their ass or something, that it, it's not like, holy smokes, I want to see these guys fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you sh- they should have took their second team behind Demolition, whoever that was at the time. And fed them to us. That's right. It's common sense. Makes you stronger. Absolutely. And I got to ask this too, because we haven't talked about this much. You talk about creative and, you know, back then, obviously Pat Patterson, Bruce, 
Vince, they're known as kind of the, you know, group that travels together, talking through, uh, you know, creative, what next steps are going to be figuring out angles and storylines. Was Bobby the Brain Heenan ever a guy? I know he was a commentator. He was a manager. Was he ever a guy that had the ear of any of those guys that could say, hey, what are we doing here with not only the Brain Busters or Andre or anybody? Uh, was Bobby the Brain Heenan a vocal person like that behind the scenes with, with that group of leaders? I wasn't behind the scenes with him, but I would imagine if he had an idea, they listened. And make no mistake, Bobby was a, was an office guy. Okay. You may, you know, if you go to him and go, ah, this shit's Bobby. Let's just just say it was the, you know, the bushwhacker deal. If we would have approached him about it or said this sucks, the office would have heard about it. Okay. Because right. he was there. And, and looking back on it, he was there for the long haul. He was not going to get his ass in a sling or his position in a sling because he had been there long enough to see how it worked. Any day of the week, Vince could just book something on television, put you over a guy that you should have never in a world of ever have beaten, and all of a sudden you're a star. And Bobby knew that, and the people that had been there a long time knew that. So when he would put you in these precarious situations, it didn't necessarily mean doom and gloom. So all he had the magic wand. He could wave it and do anything he wanted with you. Gotcha. Okay. I was just always curious if he was able to kind of hey be a, be a vocal, uh, be a voice, if you will, for the wrestlers or talk to the decision makers and things no. like that. No. No. He, he didn't put his neck out on the line like that, and it was probably smart. Yeah, smart. Played the game. Because the right talent, way. talent come and go. He wouldn't plan on going anywhere. I'm sure it until he did. That's right. Speaking of bushwhacking, guys, grooming is a good thing. I don't care what they say. Just because the bulk of us can't see it doesn't mean you should ignore it. Oh, that's terrible. You can support Arn right now by cleaning up your nastiness with Manscaped. They are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, is where it's at. So join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. You ready for it? 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Orange show, all one word, orange show at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls they've taken care of. The performance package 4.0 has arrived, and buddy, it's a game changer. Inside the package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. You get the weed whacker. Hey, listen, that's there to take care of your ears and nose hair. You guys know you need to take care of that too. You get the crop preserver for that ball deodorant. You want them to smell nice. You get the crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Guys, I hope you're prepping for some action down there. We've talked to you about other products that can help. Well, once you get them there, keep them there. You know what I'm saying? Make sure it looks nice and smells good too. So listen, it's safe to use in the shower. That's right. It's waterproof. The lawnmower 4.0 trimmer helps reduce nicks. We don't want bloody balls. Reduce the risk of ingrown hairs and grooming accidents. No one wants to deal with that. So take extra special care of the tag champs resting in your boxers right now and get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARNSHOW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ARNSHOW. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Well, listen, Arn, the next day, it's June 9th. You guys are in Dayton, Ohio at the Hera Arena, once again working with the Bushwhackers. And on the 10th, after the drive in from Dayton, you open the show in Toledo at the Sports Arena against the Bushwhackers. We move on to June 11th. It's 4 a.m., and you guys are doing the stand-in-line routine because later that day, you and Tully Russell, the Bushwhackers, second from the top in front of 4,000 fans at the Sundome in Tampa. And earlier in that day, you and Tully were featured in an enhancement match on Wrestling Challenge. And during that match, we get yet another interview with the Bushwhackers. Hopefully we can understand it. Uh, Arn, we'll see if it's more coherent uh, than the last one. And our third clip of the week, this is Wrestling Challenge from June 11th, 1989. Let's check it out. Manager Bobby oh, the Brain. No wonder he walked Keenan. out of here. Forgot 
thought his brain busters were on this week. Unfortunately, that means he's probably coming back. success here in the World Wrestling Federation, and rightly so, I wouldn't say this if the brain were here, two outstanding individuals who know the world of professional wrestling inside and out. These folks right here know the brand, Channing Weasel. Thumbs down for the weasel. Might have to start some kind of a campaign. Look out! Starting the action off immediately. Paul Roma, but where did he get stopped in a hurry? He upset Arn Anderson, and Arn is going to work right now. Look out. Fake out. Second turnbuckle on the inside. Beautiful right up over the top. Hard cross body. Could be all over upset now. Wow, is that close? Brain buses are going to have all kinds of trouble. With this duo, we're going to listen to you right now. Whoa! Oh, little of those bloody brain busters know they're about to get their brains dusted off the ground. And they're going to be smothered, and we're going to get the weasel and choke the weasel Well, they want to get their hands on the weasel as well as the brain busters, and I don't blame them. Look at this. Tommy Blanchard distracts the referee and Arn comes around and does a number on him. Young, look at this slingshot over the top. High sunset. Tag is made. Roma doesn't know that. Ah. Right in the short rib area, right down the kidney area. Boy, you got to be in some kind of shape to survive for very long here in the World Wrestling Federation. Irish whip in, duck underneath, nice boost. Two forward rolls and made the tag. Close line. Scoop slam by the youngster. Jeff Brodsky, look out. Wow, he caught him in midair, but one leg buckled on him. Had to take him over to the side, but was there in a hurry to make sure he right put a stop corner, to that. Oh, look at this. Look what's coming up here. Oh, excuse me. Thought he was going for a suplex. Turned into a face pancake. Well, look at this. Look out, the spike is coming. Forget about it. Dude, I'm going to say it, and I know they watched you guys and, and everything, but every time I watch these matches with you, I see so much FTR in, in, in the style and a lot of the movesets that you and Tully did. I just can't help but, but notice it every time. Well, they're kind enough to acknowledge the fact that they did pattern themselves after us, and I'm honored that that's the case. I, uh, I want to clarify something as well, too. I was doing a little research while you were watching that. Roma and Powers were the Young Stallions in 87. By this point in 89, they had already broke up and were kind of finding their way through. And then in 90, Roma would then become power and glory with Hercules. So uh, at this point, they're kind of doing their own thing um, in terms of working with tags and doing some stuff uh, solo-wise. But the other thing I noticed, Arn, is you guys have... These really cool jackets that I haven't seen before. Uh, you guys came down to the rink. Did you keep any of your original jackets that you wore back in the 80s and 90s? Do you still yeah. have some of those? Yeah, I've got those somewhere. That's you awesome. Know, you know, we only had a couple made because we were only there that long. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are somewhere here. That's Very one cool. Of, you know, but it's funny. Um, I should have kept more stuff. Than I did, but when you leave a company on a negative note, you know, it's like 
in my mind, I just remember being, you know, I just, I want to move on. I want to, you know, I'm capable of having a better career than I've had when we left to go to the WWF. And then when we left the WWF, I didn't want to see a brain buster jacket. You know, it's a reminder of, of bad times. And I got you. Uh, I know that may sound crazy. They're good looking jackets. It just, uh, it's just one of those things. Now I'm ready to move on and to another chapter. And I just didn't yeah. keep a lot of that stuff. It, it uh, the reason I ask, I was just uh, talking with Jeff Jarrett about the Steiners a couple weeks ago, and one of the uh, Conrad's buddies, Jeff Jewett, actually owns the Michigan jackets that Rick and Scott wore, has them framed and nice collectible. But uh, man, that stuff is history, buddy. I mean, you were only there one year, you were in Run WrestleMania, and uh, that, that type of thing is uh, is really cool and from a collectible standpoint. So, very cool. Well, they're somewhere. Arn, let's face it, such a stressful and taxing couple of days played hell on the body. We've talked about your schedule here in the WWF, just insane. But there's no way that your body was performing at peak performance back in 1989. It just couldn't happen. But today, there's a way with our crazy schedules that you and I can both benefit from AG1 by Athletic Greens. Arn, just one scoop, and it gives you 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals. I'm talking about improving your gut health, sleeping better, improving your focus, what's not to like. This, my friends, is a slam dunk. You get better sleep quality and recovery. It costs less than $3 a day. It's completely worth the investment in you, and it's received 7,000 five-star reviews. I've not talked about a product at all that's come close to that. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is also going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash ARN. Got to do that. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash ARN to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You guys would continue down the trail. It's June 15th. The Coast Coliseum in Biloxi, the Busters took on the Bushwhackers again. And back in UWF country, the territory largely responsible for making the Bushwhackers when they were the sheep herders in Lafayette, Louisiana at the Cajun Dome on June 16th. You and Telly Russell Butch and Paul Roma, who would substitute for Luke. Uh, so that's interesting there. And then the following day, you guys headed west for some wrestling and Texas barbecue. Which, by the way, man, uh, one of our buddies, uh, John Enright, on Instagram tagged me and you and your, the show account and said, anytime we are down for some Texas barbecue, he knows all the places to take us. So I thought I'd throw that out to you. But, you know, we what, have some. What part of Texas? Uh, I don't know exactly where in Texas he lives, but he just said, hey. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Texas. Doesn't matter. That's right. It's all Great good. Great barbecue everywhere. Okay. We may take you up on that one. That's we'll right. Well, that's right. So thank you. There you are. Yes, sir. Thank you, John. And, uh, and then on June 17th, you worked El Paso in the Civic Center on the 18th. It was the Ector County Coliseum in Odessa. And on the 19th, you guys would then work in Amarillo. Man, you're right. Here it is, June, middle of June, in the heart of Texas. Talk about You talked about not being able to breathe earlier in Colorado. You're right in the middle of a heat wave, I'm sure, here in Texas. Uh, but, man, you're doing the whole loop right here. You get three days off, though, off from the road. And then June 23rd, you and Telly find yourselves in Rapid City, South Dakota, where 2,700 fans watch the Brain Busters come up short against the Bushwhackers, second from the top. So talk about South Dakota a little bit, because that's not a town. I mean, Rapid City, obviously very popular. Any memories of working in the Dakotas? Yeah, I mean, it. you know, there weren't a lot of... Uh full-service Marriott's. I can imagine. The gyms were kind of bare, bare bones. It was, uh, you know, it was what it was. It was out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, it was hard to get a flight in there, and God, you better not miss one because 
It was a long time before there was another one. You know, maybe two a day, and I I forget the routing. I want to say you had to fly through Minneapolis to get there. Did it ever feel like a point where you guys did so much travel that the towns just started all looking looking alike? You were just on the road so much, so fast, quickly in and out of places that sometimes you probably didn't even know where you were unless you looked at your airline ticket. Well, the amazing thing was they didn't look alike. They all had their unique look, and you would you would remember them by okay. Um, I remember this airport. There's no hotels close to here. Uh, ah. You got to go downtown. Oh, and I remember the gym is, God, there's a gym right here at the airport. Or, hey, you got to drive 10 miles outside of town to get to get to a gym. You would remember certain things about certain places that the second, you may not remember it till you got there and you would go, oh, I remember this. Because yeah. every, every place, you know, in this country, which is kind of cool, uh, is unique. Yeah, it sounds like every place has its own nuance, you know, and, and for whatever you need, stuck out in your mind. And uh, so there you go. All right. Well, listen, the next night, and I have some questions about this. You're at the Rosemont. 4,300 fans saw you guys uh, take on the Bushwhackers to close the show. But, Arn, we've talked about the Rosemont. 9,100 fans show up uh, for most of the shows. 4,300, though, seems a little light for a Chicago crowd. The card included the likes of Rick Martell, Tito Santana, Bret Hart, Warlord, Jimmy Superfly Snuckle, Honky Tonk Man. You guys had worked all over the Midwest for the past few months. Is it just too much or just something different might have been going on that night, do you think, as far as affecting the ten- the attendance here? Were we, were we the main event with Bushwhackers? You were. You, were the, you closed the show, the Brain Busters and the Bushwhackers. Now we may have closed the show, but there's a there's a tricky part of this. Were we booked on last? You know, we might have been booked fourth, and they just put us on last. You know that because that'll make a big difference. You put, if you're advertising us as the main event, that's not a main event. Yeah, it wasn't one. It never will be one, and that's not a strong card to push us as the main event. And I don't know the groupings of the other talent, you know, what the matches were underneath us. Uh, and if those were just cold matches, you know, people wanted to see the angles off of TV and who was really mad at who and this and that and the other. And, you know, the, you had to book a main event that was worthy of being a main event. That's why I'm thinking there was a, you know, a lot of times we go out and work our ass off, Paul, and on purpose we would try to steal the show. It wasn't a negative to anyone else. We just, that's the way we worked. And uh, sometimes we would get repositioned on last because some people, and I'll just say it, didn't want to follow us. I don't know that this match would have been one of those, though. Yeah, with the Bushwhackers. The other thing, too, is sometimes I remember when I was a kid and I first saw Hogan wrestle, he was towards the middle of the card before they took the break because I think Hogan liked to get out of there before everybody else. That's exactly right. So so there you go. Well, listen, that same day, another enhancement match featuring you and Tully aired on Superstars and your opponents again, Jim Powers and Jim Evans. And this is our final clip this week, Arn. We have that match. Again, this aired on Superstars of Wrestling June 24th, 1989. Let's take a look. and Tully Blanchard. And these two guys here, I consider possibly, if not the number one threat to the tag team title, no worse than number two. Between them and the Twin Towers as number one contender, in my opinion. I think the Bushwhackers should be number one contender. Who have they beaten? Everyone they faced. The Bushwhackers couldn't carry these guys' wrestling boots, McMahon. You're looking at wrestling right here. Well, we're looking at Powers taking care of business in there at the moment. Yeah, but you're looking at smarts on the side of the bus. That was made. Leg dive, successful takedown. Missing with the elbow on Anderson. Scoop and Tully Blanchard down to the canvas. Anderson from behind, however. Oh, wait a minute. Come on, Rap. Get in there. Look at that. Look at that. Wow, this could be an seven, yes. No, he didn't get it. Very, very close to a major, major upset pulled off by Jimmy Powers right there. Power 
Lewis trying to hammer his way out of the corner, doing a good job of it. Bobby Heenan looking on. Who the words in the Tigers made? You know, I think Powers caught the Busters by surprise. They didn't realize what an accomplished wrestler this guy is. Ooh, my elbow to the back of the neck of Jim Adams. Wow, I could feel that one all the way up here. Oh, I wish. I wish, McMahon, once in your life you'd have felt an elbow like that. Adams, what a maneuver by Arn Anderson. And now Anderson has taken control of the bout. Powers out of the ring. They've got Evans hurt, and this is where the Busters are at their best. This is, this is vintage Bobby Heenan right here. When you got your opponent down, do him in any way possible. Now look at this. A little taunt now on the part of one of the brain busters allows the illegal look. Oh my goodness, a spot driver. Oh. I think this is over, man. No kidding. Even you could call that one. Anderson and Tully Blanchard steal yet another victory for themselves. Steal? Yes. How, do you, how can you call this stealing anything? Because the referee's not there to see Tremendously executed wham. Spike pile driver. Nobody in the world will get up from that big win for the Busters. Arn Anderson was not the legal man. Arn, uh, one of the things that I love here, and I know I talked about Jesse as a heel commentator, but it's just not his you know, wit and humor. He does such a good job of putting you guys over with the key elements, the thinking tag team, how you work together, and really telling that story of what we as fans need to be paying attention to, of what makes you so good. He does such an excellent job of drawing attention to that through his heelistic comedic commentary. Um, and he did it again during this match. So uh, very well done. He's a great announcer. Yeah. You know, he got all the points. Yeah, I wish that somebody on that announce team would have known what a spine buster is. Double Every gourd, time. double gourd buster. <laughs> oh my God! That, I can't that, wait. Maybe that was a rib too. Maybe that was just their way of messing with us. Yeah, they refused to acknowledge it. I was going to say I can't wait until we finally get back to a match where somebody finally calls a spine buster because we know in this era we couldn't even count on your buddy Tony Schiavone to call it right. Yeah, he's. Tony's, Remember, we watched Tony's. that clip and he and he didn't even call it. I mean, you, I still think you owe him a gourd buster or a spine buster. So I know he's heavy and all that, but we got to figure something out. We'll get Somebody it. must have chapped his ass that day and he took it out on me. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Well, listen, the next night after this, your guys are in Michigan. You wrestle Luke and Butch. Then on the 22nd, uh, 26, excuse me, it's back east to Glen Falls and the Civic Center where you and Telly again took on Luke and Butch. June 1989 ended with two days of TV, buddy. At the convention center in Niagara Falls, WWF recorded multiple episodes of Wrestling Challenge and Primetime Wrestling. You and Tully defeated Tony Durante and Gary Wolf in two minutes and 14 and 24 seconds with the Spike Piledriver. And then later in the program, you, Tully, and Bobby were interviewed by Mean Baga Gene. And wouldn't you know it, finally you guys are getting a shot at the Tag Team Championships Demolition. But before there, you're going to close out the month in Rochester at the War Memorial Coliseum. You and Tully wrestled a match against Dave Paradise and Mike Peskin. You may say, who the heck is that? Well, that's going to air on July 22nd edition of Superstars. And I know because I've already taken a look and worked on the research, we're going to have that match next month when we cover July. You, Tully, Paradise and Peskin, it doesn't get much better than that. Arn, that wraps up our coverage of June 1989. So we got another month of you guys working the loop with the Bushwhackers. But my friend, next week, we're covering July 89. We are going to watch in its entirety the match from Saturday night's main event with the Busters and Demolition. I know I'm excited because, spoil alert, boys and girls, the best tag team of the television era is walking away with the gold. This is kind of a, a semi-watch-along for us next week, man. I'm, I'm excited about it. Are you? Yes. Uh, it, it, and here's how crazy things were. Because we're undefeated on television, put us in line of a, for a shot at demolition, but it's almost like it's two separate entities because we're getting beat every night by the Bushwhackers. How yeah. does that warrant getting a shot at the champions? See how crazy things were? It, it was really like, was. House shows were one thing. TV was another. 
Tully at the house show loop was saying, what the hell in the car on the TV show loop? He was probably happy as could be. But it sucks. (laughs) Well, listen, this didn't suck. We had a lot of fun with Dusty at the top. We covered all this. I'm looking forward, like I said, the next week, guys. It's going to be a little unique because we're going to watch 17 minutes in its entirety of that demolition match. Kind of like a hybrid watch along and covering the rest of the month. And uh, we're going to have some commentary from Arn as we do that. So we really hope you are enjoying Arn. Arn, I'm enjoying it. And uh, I hope you are as well, buddy. I think everybody is. Everybody I talk to is, you know, it's like living my life again with a, with a, with an audience. You know, it's just reliving it and guys get, you know, that want to know, hey, I wonder what went on backstage. We're going to give it to them. So thanks, Paul. Yeah, you got it. And it's fun, too, to watch it through a fresh set of eyes. Like you said, some of the stuff you have never even seen before. You were too busy, you know, living the grind. So it's very cool to kind of have you watch you relive it all uh, through fresh eyes. So we're going to be back again next week on behalf of the founder of the Four Horsemen. He's Arn Anderson. This is Paul Bromwell. We'll see you right here next week again on Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.